Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice no one has asked for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions, mine from the depths of the internet, and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. Would you like me to read you the bull-related one first, or do you want to start with something a little bit, like, meatier? Nope. I think we should just go for this. Okay. This is a Dear Abby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Sometimes, because I know the content I'm about to read, it's hard to, like, uh, like force down the laughter that comes Uh up even before I've said the words. Okay. I think our listeners appreciate that energy. Okay, great. It is signed, (laughs) Benched in Georgia. Dear Abby, five years ago, when my wife and I were 35 years old, she agreed to be on a team with me and compete in some quote-unquote adventure races. Yes. It it was fun. We had team (laughs) t-shirts, trained together, and were excited about our results. It brought us closer and created a real sense of camaraderie adventure and mm-hmm. mutual support into our marriage mm. <laughs> Sorry. i'm not laughing at that past part i'm laughing at this part during one race a bull broke into the race grounds and chased us shortly thereafter my wife quit the team and sadly many of the ancillary benefits declined as well she will no longer be on a team with me what should i do signed benched in georgia <laughs> I just like to sum this up. As I yeah. understand it, uh, yeah. a person, is, a spouse, is uh-huh. asking, what do I do when me and my wife got chased by a bull and my wife didn't like that and so afterwards decided not to participate in well, adventure yeah, she, races She anymore. got a little bit spooked. She got a little like, oh, the stakes are actually pretty high. Like, this is a little <laughs> too dangerous for me. I started yeah. this when I was 35, but now as a mature 40-year-old, I'm I'm uh, seeing that this maybe comes with more risks than I really am willing to risk. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, but now we're not as intimate. So how do I, like, we don't share these cool, awesome adventure experiences. <laughs> I want my teammate back. What do I do? Yeah. What What do What do they do? What this do is such a unique situation. Like I don't really know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think That's this might be like a so truly. Much. This yeah. is yeah. This is maybe worth writing into an advice column right. for. I would say like there. Let me tell you a common tale of spouse marries marries wife. Spouses go take part in adventure races. Spouses get chased by bulls. You know that age old tale. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Sometimes, like I feel like surviving, uh, you know, something scary or a trauma with somebody yeah. else brings you closer. And sometimes it just separates you so intensely because your reactions to the thing are right. so, are so, so, so varied. And this is one of those instances where it's like one person found it exciting yeah. to be chased by a bull and the other was like, not, not worth it. Right. And it might have to do with expectations. Like, he was like, this is exactly the shit I signed up for, right? And she's like, are you kidding me? No, yeah. this is not what I signed up for at all. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, so it, it, this has brought to light maybe a difference that until they faced it, they didn't know they had. Right, yeah. Um, so I feel for them in that way, because that does seem to be part of what marriage is about, in my experience. Um, I, 
I also, in my experience, have in my in my very brief. Actually, our religion, our um, wedding anniversary is coming up. Where this will be year six. We're celebrating Whoa. six years. Wow. I know. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh yeah. Okay. So that you have kind of a shared project or a shared dream, and then for whatever reason, like that ends. Yeah. Um. And then you kind of like have to renew like you were so united behind this one thing and now it's like well should we reunite behind another thing is it okay to kind of just live parallel for a minute Mm -hmm. i mean and like you know wait till the next thing that excites us both i mean yeah to think that there's going to be like this kind of sustained intense adventure partnership um is like maybe a little I don't want to say naive, but like it's no, unreasonable you can say to think. You can well, say but naive. I'm like I've been married for six years, and I find this to be a very na- they're like older sure. than me. Do you know what I mean? Sure, like, sure, sure. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like it it, it it it's wonderful to think like oh we found the thing that really makes our marriage tick, and just think like we're gonna coast on this till we're eighty, and it's like right. well, of course not. Right. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yes. Of course not. Um, Correct. Yeah. So yeah. engage this is just one of those with times. your spouse on other stuff. Find some other people to take part in adventure races yeah. with you. While your wife has been sort of traumatized by this bull attack, yeah. it does sound like she's open to new experiences generally. Um, yeah. So I bet that you guys could try out some other cool shit that's just like a little less physically risky. Yeah. I mean, take part in some bike races. Low, oh, great. low, you know, high yeah, right, energy, a right. lot of training involved. Or like low, a triathlon. Low like danger. Some, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but the other thing great. is, like, if, you know, as you pointed out, if that time in your wife's life has just passed, they're, like, no mm-hmm. longer that interested in engaging in strenuous physical activity, like, that's okay, too. I'm sh- you oh, yeah. Can, there are so many other ways in which you can find shared experiences. Right. And you might struggle with this for a while. Like, you know, like, it's, and that's okay. It doesn't mean your marriage is broken. Like, it might right. take you some months or some years to, like, really feel this connected again. But you know what? Life is long, and so is marriage, and that's just mm-hmm. natural. It's okay. Yeah. No need yeah. to panic. No um, need but to panic. But thanks I, but for. I would say, but thank you for writing into Dear Abby. With thank this. you so much for providing this content. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want to keep getting chased by bulls, like I hope this doesn't stop you. Like it's also okay to have your own interests. So go. There go are dude. there are other people with whom you can put a team together. Yeah. Make yeah. t-shirts. Build camaraderie. Right. And get chased by bulls. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't have to make your marriage any less strong or yeah. intimate or good. Totally. You doesn't... just found an avenue to f- find enjoyment through adventure races. Yeah, because you need you need a rich social fabric. Um, you can't depend on your spouse for any, everything. Have you ever had a desire to take part in an adventure race? God, no. I'm... Um, <laughs> I would say I'm pretty emotionally adventurous. I'm pretty mm. intellectually adventurous. I'm very not physically adventurous, like never have been, never will be. Didn't ride a roller coaster that went upside down until I turned 30. Mm. Um, did you like it? Not, I did like it. Oh, you and did? I wished okay. I had. I wished I had tried it sooner. <laughs> I think there's some part of me that I, I guess I need to find where I can, where, where my adrenaline high lies. But uh-huh. like any time... People are like jazzed on doing some cliff jumping or I uh-huh. like 
I went and I like bungee jumped in New Zealand and like the the I didn't feel like any great high doing the bungee jump. I didn't feel anything. (laughs) But I did feel a sense of superiority over the woman who was jumping before me who couldn't get herself off the cliff. Like I I, like saw it as like a social experiment of like how to best for (laughs) you're just like rolling your eyes right now. Oh my god. I did. I just like did I did didn't at when I jumped I was like I was like this is scary like why would we do this like it it just felt you did it scary but I did it and I felt a real sense of kind of success and superiority because I like faced your fear I did it and I like didn't and I like knew a way to get myself to jump I guess yeah I guess I like understood where the person before me their fear like took over and they couldn't jump right 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 so I felt like a big satisfaction but when I was like falling through the air I was kind of like "Eh." yeah This is like uncomfortable in my belly. Like, here's my pro tip of what you have to do to get yourself to jump off a Uh very, very, very high point Uh is you have to chat with the people who are there. Mm -hmm. And then you just talk. And while you're talking, like mid-sentence, you just fall off. Oh, my God. (laughs) You just have to be like, so I have these plans for dinner. And then just like drop off. Perfect. Dis- Good. Distract yourself and them. Yeah. So no one's feeling fear at the moment. Yeah. Nobody gets a chance to feel any emotions. This is giving my body like full. I'm getting like nausea. I'm getting like tinglys. I'm just like I can't. Okay, oh my well, god, my anxiety is so new, high right onto now. Onto a new topic. Yep. Wow. Uh, it's just gotten worse with age. Like it's. Yeah. Um, it just the anxiety just goes up and up and up and up and up. Okay. This one is signed M M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm sorry, or mm? Mm? Mm. Mm. Okay, this is a Carolyn Hacks from the Post. So, hi, Carolyn. I'm a 47-year-old woman, formerly very successful, currently not. My situation is a mm. result of poor choices and bad luck. I'm slowly working my way out. The issue. Almost all my dear friends are relationships formed before and during the height of my success. All of them have gone on to reap and re- reap the reward of their hard work. Amazing houses, cars, trips, etc. Mm, I don't know what them. to s- Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say when they ask me how I am, and these are not friends I can brush off. We've all shared our hardships and burdens in the past. I can't sell- tell someone who just bought a multi-million dollar home that I have less than $22,000 in my bank account. It's not a bad amount in your bank account. (laughs) And debt repayment for many times that, which I am slowly working out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously quite down about my situation, which includes difficulty finding a job, a factor of burning bridges in my previous profession, the pandemic, and age. When they ask how I am doing, with their tone suggesting they want to hear the truth, I've tried responding cheerily, nothing new to report, Mm -hmm. or slowly writing the ship. Or, you know, onward and upward, continuing to look for a job. Each answer feels borderline rude or dismissive. It's been Mm -hmm. two years and will be many, many uh, years before I'm financially functional, if Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like telling them I can't find a job. The few freelance jobs Mm -hmm. I get mean it will take five to ten years to pay off debt and I'll be able to save again in my mid to late 50s. My friends know I've struggled with serious depression in the past. I know their questions are Mm well-meaning, but I have nothing new to report and don't want to be the Debbie Downer who can't contribute to the conversations about their next 
car people are going to buy. Yeah. I also don't want my friends to walk on eggshells about anything that costs money. So what is a good, positive, move-along way of participating in conversations with people I love but with whom I no longer have anything in common? Signed, mm-mm. MM. Mm. Mm-mm. Oh my God, this sucks so much. Um, mm-hmm. I have one. Okay, I we can discuss this. I also found a question that is like the reverse of this. Like it's like from the perspective of the friends, and it's like so similar. And I'm kind of like, I kind of want to read it and then talk oh my about God, them together. Read that yes, please. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, so this. I don't know one... why I just sounded so surprised and excited. Like there are <laughs> multiple financial friendship-related questions. Well, this on is the web. This is the thing. It's like such a big. It's such a big topic, and it's right. really a funny. Like, oh my god! It's sort of like the further up you go in like wealth, <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. the more like difficult this the becomes. The kookier it gets. The yeah, kookier yeah, yeah. it gets, and just sort of like. Oh, it's weird. Anyway, okay. All right, so this is from The Times, and it's from Kath. Kath uh, or Kath? Kath. Kath. Like, short for Kathy. From oh, Kath. okay. Yeah, yeah. I met my best friend in grade school. We lived in New York at the same time and both got married in our 40s. We bought second homes in the same town. During the recession of 2008, she and her husband suffered greatly. They had moved to a nice home in a less expensive city. Uh, oh, they had to move to a, mm. parentheses, nice home in a less expensive city and sell their second place. Recently, I was offered a job in her industry and asked her about salary comps. She asked why I couldn't see that talking to me about money made her intensely uncomfortable and why I had been doing it for years. Okay. I felt so stupid to be so clueless, then angry that she never mentioned it. Okay. Should I let this friendship go? No. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Just like, oh my is God. Is that it? That's it. No, you shouldn't let this right? friendship like, go. This is what's This so is loud. such it's, an easy one. I know. It is easy, but I guess like it just underscores this like, this like, oh my God, should I just run away from these friendships because talking about money is hard? And it's like, oh right. my God, no. Right, like, right, right. No, you is, shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. You should know yeah. that that so in the case of this one i think an apology is totally just like i didn't realize i'm so sorry i really Please want to stay friends let me like, know if you ever feel like i course, i know money yeah. is is stressful it's and, the furthest you know. thing from my mind to make you feel uncomfortable about this and i couldn't care less we've been friends since we were like 10 like exactly yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's a great opportunity to actually make your friendship stronger yes. and i i wonder about the first question like uh, you know, they're sort of like, how can I talk to my friends without talking about this? And it's kind of like, well, I wonder if actually just talking about this with them would make your friendship stronger. Yes. You know? In the previous case, um, I think that this, that M, M, mm-hmm. this writer is feeling so, 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 so low. And I am not yeah. sh- it, it's like unclear to me. My assumption is her friends do want to be there right. for her. Yeah, it seems like her friends in some respect would like to be supportive to her. So along the lines of kind of saying these brush off comments of like, things are fine, blah, 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 blah. You, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying those types of comments of course to not, friends. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. If that is, if you would feel, if you feel more comfortable not talking about money with them, 
that's fine. You can say that. Oh, I'm going to I'm always going to respond kind of positively because I'm trying to see this in a positive light. This is a dark place for me, but it's not something I necessarily want to talk to you about. That's totally fine. But if you're saying that because there's some feeling that they don't want to hear it or they right. or you'll be excluded be there from this support. group because right. they have this thing in common and you kind right. of no longer do. Yeah. Then then that's something to kind of examine in yourself and see if in fact they would they would actually be supportive. Well, but I also think, nice. yeah. I mean, in what you described, you know, just now of sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you put context around it that I don't think this person has given their friends, which is mm-hmm. like, thanks so much for asking. Like, we don't need to go into it. Like, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, but it is a really tough time for me. And like, you know, like, yeah. you, like you actually, in your response, Alyssa, I think like helped uh, helped your friends kind of to be more empathetic with you because right, you give, gave feel them as something. Yep. Right. Um, and I think that's true. Like, I think you might need to give your friends, like, even though you're feeling depressed and, oh my God, do I know what it's like to feel depressed and just like get a text and be like, oh my God, do I have to respond to this? Just right. like everything just feels like, oh my God, I just want to be left alone in this hole. Um, <laughs> but that if you Bury can me find, here. If you can distract yourself enough to find some energy to like give them a little bit to chew on, like they just really are, they're, oh man. Yeah. I think giving them like, something will help here. Yes, I agree. And it doesn't, and like I said, it doesn't have to be discussing your depression or finances right, with right, them right. if you don't feel that that would be helpful. There but are, you can like, tell them like, eh, it's not really helpful to talk about this. But thanks for checking in. What else? Yes. Could, like, have you right. watched this? Um, have you watched Glow Up on Netflix yet? Like, can you just go somewhere else? Yes, I have. With it? Well, you have, <laughs> Thank of course, you for asking. But, um, I also think that like you while remaining in contact and friends with these people is probably valuable and has importance, I I would guess it's probably important or could bring some Mm -hmm. joy Mm -hmm. or some some satisfaction to your life to take part in some hobbies that don't require a lot of money or to like be interacting with just like different people of various social and economic like you might not see yourself as being in a different um wealth class now but like Mm -hmm. potentially you are um and that's okay there's cool people uh there too (laughs) yeah you know there's there's also cool people with credit card debt and stuff and so like yeah it might be you might need to like start making new relationships so that you at least like have somewhere where you feel a little less anxious about this particular issue. And we're not saying like break up with your other friends just saying you also need friends where you can kind of relax about this one. Because if you don't, if you don't have friends with which you can kind of relax about this issue, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's softball league for people with over a hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt. Right. Exactly. You know that one. (laughs) You've been there. Yeah. There's a Facebook group about it. Join that league. Go work at an animal shelter. Um, you join could, if you're a in good group. health, you could be a poll worker. <laughs> you might meet some people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The there's... census, as we saw, is always looking for for yeah. help. Uh huh. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah, I would just say, like this situation, being in tons of debt, and you know, having been successful and then losing money. I, I, all of that or having no money and having no money and still having no money and still being in debt really sucks yeah yeah it's stressful stressful and difficult um there there are other avenues with which to 
uh, get involved and do things that don't require money and you mm-hmm. may meet other people mm-hmm. through that. And then you have more friends. Oh Holy my God. shit. More friends. I love more friends. <laughs> Not never friends. anything wrong with more friends. More friends. Yeah. Great. Okay, great. So everyone, just relax about money. Talk to your friends about it. It's really not a big deal. And if it is a big deal, then they're not good friends for you. Yes. Correct. So Beautiful. everyone just, everyone just, yeah, just mend your, mend your weird communication problems around money. Should you and I start a podcast where we just give friends advice about how to deal with money issues? <laughs> <laughs> like it's... Um, is this just, yeah, this sort of feels like a finance forward episode and I'm not against it. Um, I don't know how equipped I am, but maybe Oh, not at all, but we're not more equipped or less equipped than than, to answering any other questions, so. Alyssa, would you like to hit me with another? Okay, this is also from Carolyn Hacks at the Washington Post and it's signed, Matt. Dear (laughs) Carolyn, my story, boy meets girl out in Washington, D.C., Instant chemistry. On first real date, girl admits to boy that she already has plans for moving to New York City in a couple of weeks to attend school for about a year, for about a year, but that she likes boy too. Girl postpones moving plans a bit, spending an additional two months with boy who continues to fall madly in love with girl. But boy really wants girl to pursue professional dreams and is totally supportive while admitting he will miss her. Girl is now moving in less than a month boy has never been a big fan of long distance situations but has never felt this way before even though at 35 he probably (laughs) should be old enough to know better girl is 27 is it better to sever things so that both can fully enjoy everything their respective cities have to offer signed matt (laughs) what does fully enjoy everything mean in, yeah. Like, oh my God, this is fully enjoy everything. Enjoy everything. Like, enjoy I just, all the sex yeah, that strangers that in each in person's each respective city, city have, have to offer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just, this is such a funny idea. Um, this is so I, stupid. I tend to not like to point out age because I have a kind of like firm mm-hmm. belief that people are at different, different developmental stages. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yep. it's like totally okay yep. to be dating for your first time at 16 or at 30 or at, yes. you know, or finding the job that you love at 16 or at 50. Like, right. I don't give give a fuck. But I will a little bit in this case say you're 35. Uh-huh. And that if you haven't felt this way before, that, that doesn't necessarily mean something. But it may denote, uh, you know, let's assume you have been dating yeah. for the last even like 10 years that maybe this is something special. Right. And maybe... <laughs> and maybe you do want to give it a go long distance. Yeah, because it's only a year. <laughs> Life is long. Um, also, it's New York to D.C. Oh, my God. You can get on a train and be there in hours. Yeah, you can. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is, like, not a toughie, sit, buddy. Yeah. This sit is in the quiet so car funny. on Amtrak. But, but Alyssa, you know, what, you haven't, what you haven't considered, <laughs> though, is yeah. that... They both deserve to fully enjoy everything. So, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't deny that, them that. There's everything sh- to enjoy. Sure. <laughs> I love the idea that 
uh, well, I'm not even going to get, I was going to say that like being committed to somebody is like taking away your ability to fully enjoy things. What a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. The world doesn't, the, the world doesn't close down when you make more relationships. The world gets bigger and better. Let's say you have infinite possibilities in front of you. Infinite possibilities is more possibilities than like a handful of possibilities, but they're True. all possibilities. They're not real things. They're ideas. They're imaginations. Like they're nothing. Yeah. They are literally nothing. Maybe lean into this lesson, buddy. Like this could be really cool for you. Yeah. And as we also had like discussed a little bit last time, yes, in choosing certain things, some doors close Mm -hmm. and other doors open. But that is life. That's life. And And then you're like, that is what corridor. Yeah, it's great. And that is what growing older is about. And if you're uncomfortable with that, I get it. Right. Like this, there are there are those of us out here that feel anxiety surrounding. Oh, having choices. made some decisions and be like, well, I've kind of made these decisions and here I am. It is harder to start over from scratch, but um But like buddy, that it's worth is the risk, also, dude. I was gonna say, but that is also a part of, of being alive and being an adult. Life. Yeah. And some people revel in that too. Sure. Like it is kind of important to point out that like some of that is a personal anxiety. Some people revel in like I'm taking this path and I am stoked at the doors that are about to open up by me deciding to whatever. Exactly. Because making choices does make those those abstract possibilities way more concrete. Like it makes a few mm-hmm. of them so much more concrete. And then you actually yeah. have things to enjoy. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, again, there are those of us who feel anxiety surrounding that. But like, yeah, that's something to know about yourself and to work on within yourself. But I guess I will suggest that, like, when you feel some sort of exciting connection with somebody... That you've never felt before. That you've never felt before, maybe, and it sounds like they may feel it as well. Yeah, maybe do something you've never done before. Yeah, it's worth, like, taking a chance on that yeah. and exploring that. Also, nothing is finite. You can stay together long distance, and, and then, then break it up. cannot work out. And you then you stay together long distance, right. and you can move to New York. New York. Like, like, yeah, so just, many things could happen. Yeah. I love this idea that, like, but what if we date, and then a few months in, we break up, and I've missed out on everything there is to enjoy in that two months. <laughs> I'll have missed out on everything yeah. there was to enjoy. I mean, yeah. fuck. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I feel like you're laughing at it and I know why, but I also feel like I understand a sense of anxiety <gasps> of surrounding course. choices yeah. and both is totally legit. It is so 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 silly and I also understand that anxiety, but like as somebody that feels that anxiety Fucking push through that, man. Fair. The world fair, is fair. full of people just talking about all of our collective anxieties. We got this. Yeah. Collectively, young people have together been like, there has been just a group moment where the world together said, I'm in my 20s and 30s and I have anxiety. If now isn't yeah. a powerful time to work through your anxiety, I don't know when I don't when know is. when it is. That is so true. I guess I'll just also say that one of the reasons I'm laughing so hard is because this is so aggressively gendered. <laughs> Like the whole story is told as boy meets girl, boy, girl, boy. And I'm just like, okay, well, if you're going to aggressively gender this, I'm going to aggressively gender my response. He's inviting this read that I have, the Peter Pan read. He's inviting it. So he's he's made it abundantly clear that that is at play here. So Yeah. Okay. Well, Peter Pan. Listen, we all have anxiety, and I think you should go for it. I do, too. And also, look into DBT or CBT therapy. Also, good luck to this girlfriend, man. 
I hope she's got a strong sense of self. I really do. I hope she's got a strong sense of self. I have a less consequential one. Yeah. Um, it's more it's more money slash gift stuff. Oh, love it. Okay. This one is <laughs> called I Said No Gifts. And it's oh um a New York Times from twenty nine these have all been like past New York Times from like twenty nineteen and stuff. Okay. Perfect. What a, um, what a different what a different era. A different era, which is I I wanted some of that today. Okay, mm-hmm. I said no gifts. Signed birthday gal. Mm. I invited some friends to a birthday party in my honor. The invitation clearly stated that I did not want gifts. I suggested mm-hmm. attendees donate to a charity I support in case they wanted to make a donation in my honor. Some sure. friends, some friends brought gifts anyway. Yeah, they did. I'm considering returning them and reminding the givers of my wish not to receive gifts. I'd like them to listen to me the next time. Is this approach all right? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, it's not. Nope. Wait, what's the what's the phrase, don't look a gift horse in the mouth? What that's, does that mean? That's right. I don't know where it comes from, but that's what it means. Wait, no, it just sort of, I think don't look a gift horse in the mouse, mouth means I'm trying to help you and you're acting like I'm being, okay, you know. That, you're yeah. right. Oh, no, like, it means this. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. It no, means find fault with something that has been received as a gift or favor. Yeah. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Gift horse in the mouth. Mouth. Odd. Yeah, it's an odd, that's an odd phrase. What is a gift horse? Like a horse? Don't question the value of a gift. The proverb refers to the practice of evaluating the age of a horse by looking at its teeth. This practice is also the source of the expression long in the tooth, meaning old. Oh, my gums are receding so bad. Me too. <laughs> That's uh, how I know I'm old. I can't drink anything with ice in it. Oh, my God. When I go to the dentist, they're like, your gums are receding. And I'm like, what do I do about it? And they're like, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. They're like, do you floss? And I'm like, yep, I floss. And they're like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I floss. I use a water pick. I have an electric toothbrush. Can I stop this from happening? And no. they're like, sounds like you can't. <laughs> no, no. This is a problem you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life till you die. You might See need you fake teeth soon when they fall when out. Teeth you, fall. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm like, I'm 34. I want teeth for like another 30 years. Let me keep my teeth. Please. So um, the the thing here is like culturally uh-huh. at parties, there is a tradition of gifts. Right. Um, and, some, and some people are comfortable with the idea of please don't bring a gift or if you would like to gift, I would like it sent to this uh charity some some people are going to be on board with that some people just aren't some people are going to want to show their celebratory feelings by gifting i mean have you read the five love languages i mean come on no oh i haven't (laughs) (laughs) thank you for asking oh love languages man um it's a thing some people express their love through gifts yeah 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 that's all do not return those gifts to the people yeah be gracious Regift them. Yeah, you can donate them. Yeah. You don't have to keep them. Oh my god. Yeah, no one says you have to keep them. It's a gift, so they can't take they like have to let go of whatever you do next. Don't give it back though. Come on. Don't give it back. Come on. So weird. Don't give it back. I, I wonder this is such a what this is telling me about this person is they're feeling really out of control in their life. Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like, why is no one paying attention to my needs? Like, they're just like having a total fucking personal crisis or like something else is happening in their life where they feel really out of control. This is not the place to address it, my friend. Like, think about why you're feeling this out of control and then like, uh, you know, try to approach the issue that is actually giving you this feeling and making you so upset. I don't think it's this. 
And know that this happens to everybody. Um, to everyone. To yeah. everyone. Two things I want to touch on. We yep. got some clarification on celebrity culture in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. It is exactly like New York. Don't talk to that actor. <laughs> Noted. Got it. Got it. Crystal okay. clear. Second update. You want to take this one? Recall uh, several episodes ago when <laughs> I thought it was possible that I was part of a Mandela effect yeah. because I was certain that I had been eating take five candy bars outside of my high school in my junior year only to find out that take five candy bars didn't exist until three <laughs> years after I graduated. But as Steph suggested, memories are fallible. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Period. I feel like the segment should just end that yeah. memories are fallible. And it turns I out. I was wrong. It's true. Her memory was fallible. We went to went to another source. I texted a friend. I feel like yeah. I should say her name, which is my good friend, one of my oldest friends, Caroline. Thank God for has, Caroline. Voice of reason. Yeah. Voice of reason and just a really great memory. So, um, so she recalled, no, <laughs> it was not a take five. Shocking. What was it was it? a fast break. Of course. Fast break. Fast break. It was a fast break. Which, she also remembered that it, they were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so fast break and take five makes total sense to me. I think that like some like sort of conceptually the idea of taking five and the idea of a fast break are very related. So makes a lot of sense. I re- yep. do remember do remember a fast break. It's um it's dry. It's not good. It's a dry, it's a dry tree. She said she would have rather been paying for her own. Yeah. Rather buy my own delicious candy <laughs> than get this free, gross, yeah. dry, chalky candy. Which has peanut, it's like, it's like peanut butter wrapped in chocolate. How I know, I looked wrong? it up. There's nothing, I know, it's it's very confusing. They just, I don't whatever, quite, the I don't formula was bad. Anyway. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> Guys, there's no Mandela effect. We got to the bottom of this. Thank don't you, Don't worry Caroline. about it. Like, yeah, yeah you don't need to worry I, it's about It's true. This. I know this was causing our listeners sleepless nights. Well, yeah, you blew their fucking minds. Yeah. You know? They were like, what candy bar is it? And then they were like, what else have I experienced in a parallel universe that now I just, you know, like... True, true, really true. rocked that a lot also. of boats, you know? Like, people yeah, were questioning yeah, yeah. everything. Like, how do I know what's real? It was a real... <laughs> that was a shocker. That and episode was a shocker. And, it's true, and that's not what I want right. for our no, listeners. No, no. I want to be clear. Like, I do not want this show to be a thing Shocking, that rocks your sense clickbait. of reality. Yeah, no, no, Yeah, because no. as we've discussed, like, we are not interested in furthering Dangerous any, yeah, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Yeah, no. Nope. It is, we live in a logical world where usually yep. the simplest explanation is the correct one. I think a normal person who wasn't familiar with the Mandela effect would just be like, Oh. oh, I guess not. Oop. Yeah. I guess that wasn't the candy bar. <laughs> but as somebody who like derives a lot of joy out of the Mandela effect, yeah. I think I, I like leaned into it too hard, which is actually like the greater problem with a lot of these political conspiracy theories is that like it's attracting people who may want to like Revel lean in. a little bit too far. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It Revel makes life exciting. In being 
It does. It makes life really exciting if you get to like solve some sort of like national mystery. (gasps) But may I encourage you, if you're somebody who really likes to solve mysteries, instead of like getting really involved in solving these sort of like national security related mysteries, just get into the Mandela effect. Yeah, just get into like silly, (laughs) meaningless stuff. It's Um, way, way, way safer and it's fulfilling. Yeah, we really agree fulfilling. with you that capitalism creates a lot of monotony in your life and it's a really yeah. sad and bleak way to live. You just wake up, you go to work, you come home tired, you find you scavenge food and then you go to sleep and then you wake up again. Like it's terrible. We know. Um, we know. We know that you need more than this, that like your spirit yeah. calls for more. Just don't yeah. make it this like dangerous dangerous stuff that like undermines our ability to live together in a society. Just make it sillier. Just lighten the mood. Yeah. Lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. Lighten the mood. You have the ability to like to make your life magical and exciting. Just don't make it magical and exciting by believing there's like some sort of and frightening you know, child sex trait. Yeah, yeah. Why go scary? Right. Why not go fun? Why not this go is wacky? The most like oversimplified. Like I love the we've solved. We've it. solved. Listen, we've solved we got the to problems. the bottom of stopping QAnon. Yep. Like, listen, guys, you're just interested in solving mysteries. Let me give you a little bit more capitalism. of a tasty mystery. Oh my yeah, god! Right. Yeah. They just need to this listen shows- to Dear So and So. Send all your friends who believe in QAnon shit to Dear So and So dot Pizza. Please one person don't. at We're a time. Be getting so oh, much. You're right uncomfortable mail. I wouldn't even call it hate mail. I just uncomfortable, would, I would... yeah. Well, let's yeah. cut this shit. Let's cut this. Yeah. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. That's all the opinions <laughs> I got for today. Steph, as always, it's a joy. Yeah. Catching the up. The joy is online. Chatting with you. You can find us online at Dear so and so dot pizza. Our music is by Busy Hemphill. And as always, this has been Dear So and So. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.